back, y'all. It's your boy, Claiborne Jackson. Came back with another uh, edition here, another episode of Getting Comfortable with the Uncomfortable, right? So, it's been a minute. I'm going to take some time, man, and collect my thoughts and come back correct. But what I wanted to do was uh, touch on the election year. And this isn't going to be a political rant, as I feel like I don't have a dog in the fight. But let me start this off by saying, at almost 48 years old, I have never voted. So, yeah, you heard that correct, man. I have never voted. I've never been one into politics. That's just never been my thing, was to get out there and try and uh, push the vote. I've always felt like politics was a bunch of BS. You know, I've seen things where, you know, people have voted for something and then the government didn't like it and it's been overturned. So I was just kind of like, you know what, man, this voting thing is really a bunch of bullshit. Uh, And I know our ancestors fought for this right. Our ancestors died for this opportunity. I understand. I understand it and I get it. I've seen it. You know what I mean? Now, I will say that this year I was truly affected and moved by watching these people fight so hard to keep us from utilizing our voting rights. That was a trip in itself. And it kind of took me back like, man, you know, sometimes it has to hit home for you to understand it. But to sit there and watch them do all the antics that they were doing back in the days for them to come out and feel comfortable to do it again, it was a trip. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, you know, I've never voted. So y'all deal with it how you want to deal with it. But I just want to touch with y'all, though, man. So on Election Day, Election Day was a trip, man. There's a few interesting things that took place on Election Day. And I'll probably end this podcast with a little conversation on the the day before Election Day, maybe two days before Election Day. So on Election Day, for those of y'all that have followed me, you've been listening to me, uh, thank y'all anyway for y'all support. It's a beautiful thing. But uh, y'all might know I work two gigs, one of which is Wally World. Up at Wally World, you know, I'm that guy at the front door that irritates you about your receipts, uh, tells you I don't have any more clean baskets, go get your own. You know, that I'm that guy. So during the stretch, man, usually I just stay there at the front door. I don't walk around the store. I don't get involved in nothing else. But for some reason on election night, the, the air was funny, man. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to be at the front door. So I volunteered to go do go bags. Basically, just take a cart, go put everything back on the shelf for those people who are fortunate enough to not have to work in that kind of a store environment because your income is suffice. Can you dig it? <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, though, so I go to do go bags that night. I'm down in the hardware aisle. When this young brother approaches me, man, you could just see it, man. He had all kind of like expressions on his face, even through his mask, man, his eyes could tell you a story, man. You could tell that this guy had a whole, whole lot going on in his world, a whole, whole lot on his mind. You feel me? So he hits me up and he's like, hey, uh, OG, uh, OG, man, do you guys sell any bullets in here? And I'm looking at my guy and I'm like, nah, bro. I was like, we don't sell bullets up in here, man. I said, Wally World stopped doing that a long time ago. I said, but hey, though, what's happening, man? Talk to me, bro. What's going down? Oh, man, you know, some cash just went through and busted on my homeboy. And uh, I need to get some bullets, man. I got a 38 on me right now. He lifts his shirt up and he shows me the 38. And I'm just like, shit, man, we on camera. What the hell? But he shows me this 38. And I'm just like, okay. He's like, but I got a nine in my car. And the nine is the one that I really want to use to go bust on these fools with, man, because these cats is on some bullshit, man. It's time for us to ride. And so I'm looking at my youngin' and I'm just like, look, bro, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I totally get it. I was like, but you also got to look at it in the sense of, man, what you're doing right now, 
the way you're starting this shit off is wrong all the way across the board. I said, because you're coming inside of a store that has cameras and you're asking random people, do we sell bullets? You know what I'm saying? I said, you're going to get caught up before you even start your mission, man. Your mission is already at failure and you even got started yet. You know, no, no, I know. Oh, gee, I'm just in a hurry, man. I'm in a rush. You know what I'm saying? Uh, these cats busted on him, homie. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just—he's just totally freaked out with it, right? Now, this is the environment that I grew up in. You go back many years, man. I was—I was him. You know what I mean? I was him without running into the store trying to find the bullets. I was him with the homeboy who just got shot and killed, and I'm pissed off. You know what I mean? I know that feeling of revenge that you want. I understand that feeling of pain and anger. I totally get it. But I also understand now at this age, I don't need to pour fuel to the fire. I need to figure out a way to try and calm this young brother down. But I'm also understanding, too, I only have a little bit of time to talk to this young man because he's not wanting to hear a lecture. He doesn't want to hear an OG lecture about how you should and you shouldn't and the laws and the rules and so forth. So I try to hit him kind of with both angles in the sense of let me address the issue about you trying to get these bullets. And then let me try and slide in some shit on the underside of it, too, though. And that's not told him. So, look, man, I understand exactly what you feel. I understand where you're coming from, homie. I've been on the same thing, same side of the table, man. Bang the same set. I understand it, bruh. I said, but the thing I'm telling you right now is, homie, the way that you're moving is going to get you caught up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you already lost one. You know what I mean? I said, who's to say that you get out there tonight? trying to get your revenge and retaliation, and now you lose your, yourself, you get killed in the process. You might lose another homeboy in the process. Shit, you might go to jail either or. But your whole life can be affected right now by making this decision. I said, right now you're already moving funky. You know, well, no, I get it, I understand, I understand, but they shot my homeboy, he wasn't doing shit, he wasn't doing nothing. Did your homeboy bang the set? Yeah, homie, he banged the set just like I'm banging the set, homie, full-time, man, you know, He's one of my little writers, man. Woo, I said, okay, so understand then. He has done something, and he was doing something, because banging is 24-7, man, 365. There's no days off. There's no in-between. You know what I mean? You don't have holidays. You know, I know in, in my timeline, Mother's Day was a day that was respected, and nobody was supposed to have any kind of altercations on Mother's Day. That was supposed to be a wrap, because everybody's going to go to church with their mom, dinner with their mom. You're going to be out with your family. So that was kind of like a day of peace, like an unofficial day of peace. It was Mother's Day. If they saw you outside with your kids, if they saw you outside with your, your family, they still might give you a pass, depending, of course. But this new generation, I don't think none of that shit applies. I think it's so off the wall and random that these cats don't care what they do and how they do it. And so I'm trying to explain to this youngin', like, look, if your boy was outside flagging, these cats came through busing. This comes with the territory. But for you to go back out right now and try and ride on these cats on his behalf, you're just pouring more fuel on that fire, bro. This ain't the time. Because the world is already crazy right now, man, with the racial tension. The police are out. It's election day. Everything is going on right now, bro. This is not the time. So what you really should do is go back to the pad. You and your homeboys. Just post up. You know what I'm saying? Post up as much as this shit might bother you. Let your mind clear, homie, and see where this goes after that. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, dude, everything that's happening today, especially with the election day, and it was funny because with him, politics and bullshit. At that age, 19, full of fire and energy, he was like, I don't care about the fucking elections. I don't care about none of that shit. Somebody killed my homeboy. The president ain't going to help me. The government ain't going to help me. I got to help myself. I'm out here doing what I got to do. I totally get it, and I totally understand it. 
And that's what I told him. I said, but you also got to understand that same government has made these rules and laws that's going to have your ass locked away. You know what I'm saying? I was like, just try and slow down, brother. Take it down a notch. We kicked around a little conversation. Then his phone rang. When his phone rang, it was his homeboy who was outside asking him where he's at. Why is it taking him so long to hold on? And uh, at that point, man, you know, the conversation came to an end. He slapped hands with me. I told him, hey, be safe out there, youngin'. Slapped hands. We did the embrace. And he was like, oh, gee, I'll be as safe as I can, man. You know, but he thanked me for having that conversation with him. And when he left, he left with a little bit of a different energy. It wasn't that same hyped up energy that he approached me with. When he left, it was kind of more of a slow, methodical type of walk that he had to where you could tell he was thinking. You know, he might have been on the fence about his next decision, but you could tell he was thinking. Now, I didn't see anything on the news later on that night about anybody getting killed in any particular areas or random shootings taking place outside of what had already had happened, I'm guessing. But there wasn't nothing else that went on, at least not for the next few days that I know of. Now, I'm not saying he didn't come back later. I'm not saying that they just didn't find a body. I'm not saying it just wasn't reported. But it's a good chance that this young brother went ahead and made that change and then took his ass home. And I'm hoping that he did. But sometimes, I mean, you just don't know what your calling is. You don't know what your plan is or what your purpose is. But sometimes your purpose will walk right up to your ass. You feel me? So it was cool. You know, it ended, you know, as good as it could for that situation. Well, not even five minutes later, I continue pushing my cart through the store, right? I get down to another aisle. Here comes another young brother. But this young brother hits the corner. His eyes is wide. He's full of energy. He's extremely hyped up and happy. Rolls up on me. Hey, sir. Hey, hey, sir. How's it going? I'm like, what's going on with you, young brother? How's everything holding? I mean, I I just came back from voting, man. Me and my friends voted, man. Hey, did you vote, sir? And I'm just looking at it. Now, remind you, in the beginning of this, I told y'all, I never vote. You feel me? So... I looked at this young dude, and my first thought is, look, man, you can't bust this kid's bubble and sit there and tell him where you stand with politics. This dude is hyped up. He's full of energy. It's a young brother, man. We need some of these out here, too, you know, to help talk to the soldiers, the one I just talked to, about possibly making some changes. So I told him, I said, yeah, man, I went ahead and voted. He's like, oh, man, please tell me you voted for Biden. I said, oh, yeah, that's a done deal, man, voted for uh, for Biden. He's like, hell yeah, man, because we need to get that other dude out of there, man, and you know, he, he got to go, man. He's doing too much. He got to go, man. We need to bring peace and unity back to the world. And, you know, we need, we need to make some changes. And I was like, no, nah, I agree with you, brother. I feel you on that, man. And I was like, well, look, don't let it all get lost tonight. Keep that same energy. All the young group, you know, the next generation, you got to keep that same energy. Oh, no, no, sir. No, sir. You know, we're on top of it, man. We're not going to drop the ball, man. We got this, you know. Uh, we're going to keep pushing, man. I got a little group that I'm working with. I mean, my man is so excited about voting. And then he says... But at the same time, man, I was so scared and I've been so scared about the future for my generation because of everything that's been going on. Like, I never had to experience this kind of racism. I never had to experience all the stuff that I've been going through lately with all these different people. and Just seeing how the world is so full of hate. He's like, man, as a youngster, he's like, I'm 19 years old. The first guy was 19. This guy is 19. My son is 19. See how this shit, the trifecta be funky sometimes. So I'm just like, I'm listening to this young brother, and I'm just like, you know what, man? I totally understand where you're coming from. That's what you're saying makes perfect sense. I said, but our generation dropped the ball. And I know there's cats out there who feel like, oh, our generation didn't drop the ball, but I think our generation is built on a lot of hypocrites because our parents' generation tried to teach us 
everything about civil rights, rights and wrongs, how to respect yourself, your rights, and so on in the family and all that. Our generation, man, shit, we went to hell in a handbasket, and we're still blaming other people for the shit that we're messing up with. You know what I mean? We spend more time focused on a group of females making a WAP video than trying to end our own gang violence and trying to build our own community. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, those same people yelling about the WAP video were the same ones that was dancing the two live crew, hanging in the strip clubs, loved players clubs movie. Some of them own strip clubs now. Some of them still be trying to make it clap like they in the strip club now and they're 47 years old. So I think a lot of the shit that we do is just pure hypocrites. But, you know, who am I, man? So anyhow, I'm trying to talk to this little young dude and I'm letting him know from my perspective, my generation dropped the ball. You know what I mean? And now we need to pick it up and try to help y'all push the agenda, push that hard line, because these cats are the future. So when you see a bunch of young dudes, young women who are so into this political movement, you got to support that and help, you know, try and help them push for the positive. So me and this young brother have a conversation. We slap hands, embrace. And uh, like I told him, I was like, hey, be safe out there, youngin'. He was like, oh, man, all day, all day. Completely different than my other youngin'. I can be as safe as I can, OG, but I got to go. And somewhere in the midst of all that, I wish I could have had my son sit down with these other two dudes and just really have a conversation because there's so many different characteristics from each one of those 19-year-olds that they all could have fed off of each other. And shit, maybe that would have been a positive change for the one who's going to go out shooting everybody. Because a lot of times, man, it's your exposure. If you're not around people, who want to make a change, you're going to stay in that same fishbowl with your same little crew doing the same shit until one of y'all jump out that bowl and take that chance and somebody puts you in a different bowl and you live a little bit longer. You dig what I'm saying? So now, mind you, this is all on election night. So I'm sitting back tripping like, damn, man, you know, I have the youngster who doesn't give a damn about the politics. I got a youngster who, shit, the way he was talking, man, he's going to run for some kind of political office. But then I'm checking my Facebook. So this is where it kind of can take you back maybe a day or two, maybe two or three days before that, probably even longer than that. But somewhere along the line, you have all the stuff that starts happening with Ice Cube, 50 Cent, Lil Wayne. And this is where I question my people, because if you're 40 some years old and you're concerned about Ice Cube, Lil Wayne and 50 Cent's political views and affecting the outcome of a vote, there's something much more deep going on with you to where you're looking at rappers, homie, for political guidance. These guys are not political leaders. Now, what Ice Cube did was, to me, he was trying to figure out a way to help everybody in black America get something by working with whoever's in office to get something pushed through. 50, man, if it was true with him and his tax cut situation and not wanting to pay taxes, that's that man's prerogative. Little Wayne, shit, I don't know what Little Wayne was doing. I mean, half the time I don't even know if Little Wayne knows what he's doing. Can you dig it? But for grown people, man, to have these full-blown debates on what rappers are saying, that shit was so ridiculous, dude. I'm just sitting here watching like, this is why I don't get involved in politics, man, because we just can't ever get on the same page about shit, you know. Then outside of the points that I mentioned earlier, California, by the time we always casted our vote, it always seemed like they already knew who was president before California's votes were even counted. So then that was just kind of like, well, damn, why the hell should we vote? You know, and I just didn't really believe in this whole thing with the 
you know, you have a voice thing, you know, that yeah, like, okay, whatever. Because at the end of the day, I still feel like these cats can flip a switch and turn all that shit back. I mean, hell, look at those dudes still pushing for a recount, man. Uh, me personally, man, I wish Kanye would have pushed for a recount, you know. Uh, I think it was a much closer race for Brother Kanye, and uh, hopefully he runs again. And I'm sure somebody right now is listening like, is this dude for real? Man, go figure that out, right? So anyhow, I'm watching all of these poli-sci majors on Facebook, and they're killing me. You know what I'm saying? Because really, man, the president is like a mascot, dude. You still got the house. You still have to make sure that your local politicians are those that are going to work with you as far as the changes that you want to make. You know what I mean? There's so many things that if you've been paying attention, just along with the pandemic, you see how different areas are closing, different areas are staying open, but it's all coming back to who's running that particular zone. It ain't the president saying close San Diego for a three-day weekend. You know what I mean? So it wasn't him technically that opened up that shit in Miami. You know what I mean? But I think people's vision is so small that they don't get the whole aspect. They just look at who's in that office as that has to be the person that you have to get rid of to make the change. Yeah, you want somebody in there that's peaceful and is going to work with the people, but you also got to vote for your shit that's around your own town, man. Just a little tidbit of information for you. You know, why everybody's stuck in a damn fishbowl. But let's get back to me and my whole thing with this voting situation, right? So I sat back and I started kind of looking at some of the things that's been going on in the world this year. Um, I've never felt like I've had to go outside and run just to go do my morning jog and take my ID, my keys, and some kind of weapon just to make sure that I can make it to and from. But when you got people driving past you honking and waving Trump flags and yelling some shit that you really can't make out what they're yelling because you have your headphones on, but you know something's not right, the climate was so crazy. You know what I mean? Then I'm looking at regular laws that things are trying to get passed as far as for independent contractors, uh, delivery drivers, things of that nature, you know. So things started kind of hitting home. When I'm sitting there watching these people trying to fight with other people to not let them cast their vote, when they're trying to cut off the mail offices, the mail, to, to so you can't mail in your votes, you know, you got groups of people now trying to line up to the groups of people that are trying to keep you from getting into the places to drop off your ballots. You got groups of people lined up now trying to make sure that you can get in. You got people setting up fake mailboxes, people running around trying to steal people's ballots. So that kind of hit home like, well, damn, you know what? If they're fighting that hard for you not to be able to vote, then maybe there is more power in this vote. You know, maybe I do need to look at it from a bigger picture and say, man, you know, maybe the vote really does matter. Maybe the vote really does count. Because these people are trying to fight you so hard for you not to get a chance to cast your vote. It starts to make you wonder, right? Because I'm looking at now, see, this is where I look at it ties into what your ancestors went through. Because what they say, if you don't learn from your history, you're bound to repeat that shit. And that's what we let happen. We, we didn't learn from our history. We want to gloat about it. We want to talk about it. We want to preach about it. We want to speak about it. And throw it in everybody's face. But we did not learn from what our ancestors went through because if we truly did, we wouldn't have been in the situations that we were in right now. Can you dig what I'm saying? Go take a look in that mirror, man. Sometimes y'all do, sometimes y'all don't. Sometimes y'all cover the mirrors up because you really don't want to see the truth that lies in it. Now, I know myself, man, I stare in the mirror a lot. And that's when I realized, look, you need to make a change. You need to open up your mind and understand what's really going on in the world of politics and bullshit 
get out there and try and make a change yourself. So 48 years young, 30 of those years I could have voted, never touched it. So when I told you I talked to the youngster in the store and he asked me, did I vote? And y'all was probably like, this dude's over here lying to this young boy. No, I didn't lie to the dude. For the first time, man, I actually did cast my vote. I actually went to a place. I actually went in there and dropped off my ballot. First time I ever voted. Now, did my son vote? You know what I'm saying? That's a whole other thing. Because what I've learned is that my teachings to him about politics and bullshits and why I don't vote is also the reason behind his thought process when it comes to the political side of the world. So now what I have to do is correct where I went wrong and correct that within him and try and help him understand, hey, look, this is why we need to get out there and vote. You know, before it was all said and done, I think he was set and wanted to, but at the same time, shit just didn't happen. Everything in life is about timing. Next time around, he'll be ready. He'll be set to go. You know, I'll be more involved because now I understand it's a bigger picture. You know what I mean? And it felt good to be able to sit there and tell this young brother that came running in there in a panic who was excited about the vote. It felt good to not look him in his face and lie and say, hey, you know, I voted when I never did. You know, it also felt good to talk to that young brother who was going through some shit. Now, this is all on election night. You know what I'm saying? So it also felt good to talk to this other young brother who had no plans, no thoughts, no nothing on ever voting. All he wanted to do was revenge, retaliation, and get back. But just to see how things line up sometimes tells you that there's a much bigger calling for you than whatever it is that you're out there doing. At least for me, sitting in a cubicle, dealing with a bunch of bullshit, I know there's a bigger calling for me to get out there and do something else. But the first thing I had to deal with was things with myself and understanding the importance of voting. Now, I don't say that to like, oh, you know, what our ancestors went through was bullshit. No, they went through a lot. You know, what we went through this year doesn't even really compare to what they went through because our rights were there. You just had people that are trying to prevent you from getting there. You know, they had to fight to establish these rights for us to even get to go. So now maybe it's age, but I'm much more appreciative of everything that took place as far as what they did. And it felt good to get out there and vote, man. You know, and I know people are like, oh, it's cool. You went out there and finally voted the first time ever. Had I told these fools I went out there and voted for Trump, they would have been like, oh, what the hell? All that coolness, all my little kudos would have been gone. You know what I'm saying? Y'all act like I'm lying. I know some of y'all is probably listening right now. Like, I wonder who this fool really did vote for because his views are kind of in between. But I look at things from an open type of perspective, right? Because you got to figure, man, the Democrats, man, they started slavery. The Republicans benefited from slavery. The Democrats have locked up as many people, if not more, than the Republicans have. So who really is your party? What party is truly yours? So that's why I'm kind of looking at, look, the local, these youngsters, all of this shit got to start pushing in the direction. But we can't sit there and complain about it if we don't try to do something about it. Can you dig what I'm saying? So I'm not going to kill y'all with it, man. I'm not going to sit here and drown y'all in it and just beat the beat a dead dog. But... It was very interesting, though, when you look at things as a whole, because the days leading up to voting, I was still on the fence. Facebook political science majors, few real talks with some of the homeboys. I get up and decide to go ahead and push this issue for the vote. And actually, man, it took me two days to find an office. I ain't going to lie about that, man. It took me two days. And I was just like, look, if I can't find one on this next day, I'm done. But then 
it was kind of like also to me, like, well, shit, that's what they want me to do is to be done. They don't want me to keep pushing to try and go get it done. So that kind of sat there too. But I went ahead, man, pushed the envelope, got out there and rocked the vote, man. Shows my age, right? Rocked the vote. But anyhow, I got out there and made that shit happen. So my whole thing is, man, everybody got to start pushing for the positive, more unity. We all want the same thing. We don't have to be on the same page, but shit, can we at least get down to the same book? You know what I mean? Can we get some of our ideas and views in the same damn book? And then we can work on the pages as we go. You know what I mean? Stop blaming everybody else for where we are not. And stop focusing so hard on what you think these other brothers in the industry have done incorrect. And come up with something to present to them as to how you'd want to see things move next, you know, next time around. You know what I mean? Work with each other as opposed to always tearing each other down. You know what I mean? Take time to talk to these youngsters, man, with an open mind. Give them the knowledge and wisdom from both sides, not just your one side. And shit, maybe all in all, somewhere down the line, we can all get on track, right? But yes, 48 years old, first time I voted. I don't know. It was cool. Glad I did it. And, uh, hey, let's all push positive and vote for a change, right? Can you dig where I'm coming from? Damn, I thank y'all, man, for tuning in with your boy, Clayburn Jackson. Uh, some of y'all also know me as Dago Diddy. But uh, please check out my pages, man. There's Dago Diddy Vision on Facebook, Dago Diddy Vision on uh, Instagram. All these podcasts are on Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon. They're on, I think, all of them. But I know they're on the major ones for sure. If you don't tap in and tune in and have a subscription to any of those, use your partners, man. And uh, same way you use their Netflix. Hey, <laughs> can you dig it? Anyhow, man, it's your boy Clayburn Jackson. Let me get up out of here. Y'all have a good one. Stay true. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Blessed be. I'm messing with y'all, but have a good day. Enjoy the rest of y'all evening or whatever time it is you listen to this. It's your boy Clayburn. There you go, Diddy Jackson. I'm out of here, man. Peace. <laughs>